Hello and welcome to the Rising Tech Podcast. Hi, my name is Gavin. I'll be your host here on out. And, well, welcome. So first up, what's the Rising Tech Podcast? Well, it's my contribution to the wide world of podcasting out there that's going to focus on mostly new tech and, and raising trends across the industry. Um, I am not someone with that much technical training. However, I do consider myself a pretty enthused hobbyist, and I've done quite a few projects. And on the, the professional side, I've been employed to do quite a bit in the tech industry locally as well. So, first up, as you probably saw in the title, it's one thing that everyone's been, everyone's been talking about for the last oh, six months or so. Well, not six, about four months or so. The Apple M1 chipset. And what can it do? And should you get one? Well, we discussed. All right, so what is the M1? Well, it's the first of what seems to be many of upcoming uh, silicon-on-a-chip uh, complete systems from Apple. Uh, they're all ARM-based, and they initially come with a 8-core GPU that tops out at uh, 16 gigabytes of DDR-SD RAM, uh, as well as potentially stopping, topping out at 2 terabytes of storage. Uh, if you want to go that route, it will cost you, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Otherwise than that, a, a entry-level version is pretty comparable price-wise to the Intel variants of these machines. And those machines, you ask, are the Apple MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, and Mac Mini. So you want to get one. Should you get one? Well, let's wait out. Some of the pros and cons of having a MacBook or Mac Mini M1. Well, some of the obvious ones that have been out there uh, in their press work, uh, uh, based on the new architecture, it's the same one that's been in the iPad Pros for some time now. And that now allows you to be able to cross-platform, I guess you can say cross-platform, uh, both uh, iOS and iPad apps, iPadOS apps on your Mac which is something that a lot of people have been asking to do or to have that feature for some time now. So there you go. That's one plus. The other part of this magical machine is also having uh, Big Sur. Big Sur opens up quite a bit of uh, potential for this machine, or these machines rather, and the M1 chip, and it allows you to do quite a bit of new interesting stuff. Um, a lot of people have been, I guess, iffy on the design of Big Sur and it looking a lot closer to iPad OS and questioning, you know, whether we'll actually have complete cross integration and, you know, one oh, um, operating system to rule them all. But I don't think that's the road Apple's going down and we can do another podcast on that um, at some point. But <clears throat> that's not it. Now, if you are worried about, you know, early adoption and that kind of thing, Apple's actually got you covered. Um, with Rosetta 2 um, making a return from its its days when Apple changed from the, uh, their f to Intel from, uh, I think it was PowerPC. I don't remember what it was. I'm not going to try and remember what it was, actually. But um, Rosetta 2 basically is just a layer that runs on top of Big Sur that allows you to use um, their Intel design apps on the new Mac Mini which is probably the biggest uh, feature this thing can actually have as an early adopter. 
myself, <clears throat> yes, I have a Mac Mini that I'm using. I'm going to use to edit this podcast, and I've been using for the last uh, two and a half months. And <clears throat> Rosetta Two runs pretty well, and usually you don't actually have any idea that it's actually running. I've been able to run quite a few of my uh, legacy apps. Well, I guess you can call them legacy now. And to no real hiccups, to be honest. Um, the other big plus is that now that we've got all the Geekbench scores and all of that crazy stuff, uh, these machines pack a punch. Uh, you can I've seen quite a few videos on YouTube and all over the blog sites, and everyone seems to be blushing over the type of things you can do with these things. Now, here's the ultimate pro for this thing. These machines that we have in front of us today are all entry level. They are Gen 1, Base 1 for everything that's still to come. And I think Apple knows that, and they are somewhat under-promising uh, under and over-delivering when it's, it's going to come to their, their, their M1 chipset. Um, we do know that the M1X, or whatever they're going to call it, is going to be pushing out sometime later this year, and it's going to be the, quote, pro version of these machines that we have now. So, <clears throat> well, if all that good stuff is there, certainly something's bad. Well, let's see what the bad side has. On the bad side, it's always going to be rough being an early adopter. There are quite a few, although you do have Rosetta 2, there are quite a few apps out there that don't actually um, have the best integration just yet. Uh, over the last uh, six to eight weeks there, quite a few people have actually come on board. Apple actually did a pretty good job um, getting, you know, Windows, <laughs> Microsoft, sorry, um, on board with their uh, Office Suite right at the jump and as well as some Adobe apps. So, you know, so for most of the creators out there, a lot of the stuff that you've been using um, that's not, uh, that doesn't have native support actually hasn't been too bad, but you do run into little issues and hiccups here and there. Uh, you know, sometimes maybe your plugins in in certain um, creative apps won't work because they haven't been updated yet or they're just not supported. Uh, you, you will run into that kind of stuff. Here's the biggest flaw, I think, with um, these systems, though. Um, ex ex for everything except the Mac Mini, two USB-C ports is not enough. And I don't know when Apple will, will finally decide. And, well, based on reports we've got coming in, actually, they, are, they seem to be um, reverting back to, to not just using USB-C ports. But it's just not enough I.O. Um, the only hit I can give the Mac Mini on I.O. is the uh, just having support for two screens. Here's the thing, though. I don't really care. I don't use more than two screens at a time. And if I do, that third screen is probably my iPad Pro. So I, I, I don't really care for it too much. However, um, you can't go wrong with adding more I.O., especially in uh, these scenarios with the the Mac Mini, and even the, the MacBook Airs and MacBook Pros. I understand, you know, keeping the form factor as well as uh, these machines weren't really designed to, you know, change the game, as it were, more so a uh, 
sort of a test run of, hey, this is what's coming. Get yourself acquainted with it. So when we do decide to change the form factor and bring in uh, new things into what we're doing, you won't really be too surprised. Um, so that said, um, the only other real downside or hit so far that I've run into in my ownership of my M1 Mac has been the well-documented on YouTube Bluetooth device issues. My mouse, I'm, I'm running a Logitech uh, M705, at, you know, kind of lower end of the spectrum when it comes to mouse, mice, whatever you want to call it, mouses, whatever. Um, and I have had some issues. Skipping, lags. Um, in recent times, I think the last update that they came out with was pretty good, and it was enough to make it a little bit more bearable. Um, I'm also using a generic Anchor um, Bluetooth keyboard, slim Bluetooth keyboard. And, yeah, initially we had I had some problems trying to get all of this stuff to work properly without, you know, lag and skips and, and sticking. Um, but um, in recent days, after the last update that I uh, installed on my, Mac, on my Mac Mini, it's been pretty okay. I really can't complain that much anyway. It could always be, actually it can be better. However, it's a lot more stable than what we were when we started. <clears throat> and then, like I said before, the, 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 the final thing to think about really with these things are, is this even worth getting right now because we do know that there are more powerful versions of the M1 coming out. So with all that said, it kind of boils down to what are you going to use it for? And honestly, price point. What you're going to use it for? I've been, I've, I'm, I don't consider myself a creative, but I, I do have creative tendencies. Uh, after, after all, I'm doing a podcast right now. But um, for everything that I've been able to throw at this thing, um, OBS, uh, my stream deck, my roadcaster, Zoom calls, um, hooking up my cameras, uh, my Blackmagic ATEM Mini Pro. I love that thing. Um, it's handled it without much of a fight. I've, I've been able to do everything that I wanted to do on this, on this machine, um, from editing 4K and RAW files to chopping up um, sound clips for the multiple podcasts that I produce. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Now, having the option to get something more powerful, would I? Well, that comes to my second point. That is all based on the price point. I think if Apple can come in with their Pro models, uh, especially for the Mac Mini, with a Pro Mac Mini-esque version um, at, let's, let's say double, let's say just under double the price, maybe... 12 to 1400 depending on, on, on storage, I might be tempted to jump on that bandwagon. Um, that said, I think outside of that, and if, if I didn't have to right away, I would. But if I it was in a situation where, you know, I think I needed that extra power because I'm going to be doing some heavy lifting, whether it's um, uh, 8K, 8K editing, which is, which is apparently becoming a thing now, 
yeah, I, I would think about jumping on to, to, to an M1X or whatever it's going to be called type chip or the second second gen M1 chips. But at the same time, I don't think we've actually seen the, the high end of what these M, these early M1 chips can do. With everything that we've been doing uh, and everybody's been doing online, I think it's really, really, really kind of still too early to, to, to figure it out just yet. Um, we've seen people pushing these things um, to pretty far and they've been handling pretty well. I don't think I've ever heard my fan turn on for my Mac Mini. And that's that's saying something with the, the, the types. Like right now I've got... <sighs> Safari, I've got my mail open, I've got my WhatsApp um, desktop client, I'm editing um, the thumbnail for this in Photoshop, I also have uh, Audition open, I've also got LumaFusion open, and uh, a few moments ago before I hit record, I actually had OBS open. Um, unfortunately, I'm not doing a video for this for these podcasts just yet, but I might, if it takes off, if it's worth doing, but we'll see. So, in conclusion, again... MacBooks, the M, sorry, the M1 version MacBooks are pretty damn good, and the only real issues are slowly but surely being weeded out by Apple. So I really got no, and and I O, no, we, we we knew what we were getting when you get him when you knew what you were getting when you decided to get a Mac when, in terms of I O. But all that said. Nine out of ten for me. There's there's not much more room for improvement other than more, more, more. And it seems like more, more, more is coming. This has been the Rising Tech Podcast. You'll be getting this podcast every week, and you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.